listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Back, 33. Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. All right, let's go. It's the third and long show. And here's your host, Maddie Cass. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new show of Third and Long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Long Island. It is a cold, frigid day. I know my producer and co-host, Mr. Vinny Rubo, hates this weather going forward. I know I do, too. And before we went live, I was just saying to him, knock on wood, that I'm surprised with the weather we've gotten this winter, that it hasn't been that crazy of snow and, of course, tomorrow we're supposed to get a little bit of snow here on Long Island. And you know you jinxed it. Of course Officially. I did. Of course, yeah. Listen, I know. March, March last year. I'm a jinx. Year. I'm a jinx. I know. Even though uh, the groundhogs didn't see a shadow. So. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Take that for what it's worth. I'm going to just, yeah, I'm going to hold back a little bit. I'm just going to take punt. that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Mr. Vinny Rubo, how was your weekend? How are things going? I mean, we had a we had a pretty crazy weekend in sports, if you want to ask me, with everything that's going on within the NBA, within the NFL, Major League Baseball, but NBA really NBA. really caught my eye. I mean, NBA is the best soap soap opera in sports. Uh, you know, the best headlines and everything. I think in all the four major sports. You know, I mean, we're already talking about free agency, and it's it's February. I mean, that's that's how much hype you know free agency and stuff gets in the nba so you know we have all-star weekend next weekend coming up um you know they they picked their teams which was kind of funny i don't know if you saw that did you see uh, lebron and giannis uh pick their oh yeah and, 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 we, and we are going to talk about that uh you know I, I i like the new setup of them doing that but uh and then you know we actually had some football to watch too i don't know if you caught any of the I, you AAF. know what i did catch a little bit of the aaf and i'm not really going to talk about that today because i i i i actually couldn't believe I what do, i was reading i do have you know some questions to ask you about it sure. if you think if you know, well, you know, maybe later on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because, again, I do have a few things to say about the All-American uh, Football Alliance. League. Yeah, football. Alliance or American Alliance Football. Wh whatever it's called. I do <laughs> have a couple things to say about that. But you look at that right now and everything that's going on. I mean, everybody loves football. So it was shocking to me to even hear that the ratings for this weekend – this week's like first overall games were pretty good. Were skyrocketed compared to what they thought they were going to have. So that's why it's a little shocking. It's just you me. know if they can keep it going. I mean, um, you know they were going over the XFL ratings their first week and it was sky. It was in the nines or something like that, mm -hmm. which was you know really really good. And then you know obviously as the weeks went on, it didn't it didn't do as well. So let's see if you know the AAF can continue this momentum going into the next couple of weeks. You know everyone it just goes to show everyone's starving for football this is a new time you know the xfl was maybe 10 years too early i think now it's a little bit different with well especially with gambling fantasy football all that um i think it get, it grabs people's attention more we'll get more into that uh, as you said later on in the show but uh you know it's it was definitely interesting to watch i didn't i didn't catch too much of the games but you know i caught some glimpse just to see like what it was all about it looked pretty good 
Yeah, and listen, it, it might very well might be. I didn't catch any, like I said, and I don't but plan. At the very least, I think it's some good opportunities for some people, for some of the players that, you know, want to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, sh- you know, some of the, the better players in this league can, you know, be on a roster in the NFL Absolutely. next season. Absolutely. And and that's the whole thing. This is just it. it it's almost like uh, like the triple A to the majors and stuff like that. And you it's like an in between college and it's not it's not exactly the pros, but it's it's, you know, a, it's a step below. It, it, it's it really is like the triple A, double A type like the to the majors. Team third teamers. Yeah. Chris, Christian Hackenberg, <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> good for him. <laughs> Another shutout. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm not <laughs> even gonna enter entertain that right now, but. Let's get into it right now. And what I really want to get into first is the NBA. The NBA right now is just unbelievable going forward since this trade deadline has happened. Um, You look at all the top teams in the East have all made moves except for the Boston Celtics. And trust me, we're going to talk about the Boston Celtics today because I do have a lot to say about the Boston Celtics. But again... Are the 76ers the new favorites in the East? We're going to talk about that. Uh, We're going to talk about Magic Johnson comments about his own team, about the media babying his own team. Um, And you saw Ben Simmons wanting to, you know. We're going to talk about Ben Simmons. He wants to work out with a big guard. I don't think the NBA is going to allow that. Uh, That could be tampering, but it's different because Ben Uh, Simmons went to him. Well, Ellen Brand already said no. Magic Johnson went to him. Which is the GM of And and we're going to talk about that, and and we're going to talk about that. Um, If the New York Knicks fail to land Kevin Durant, is it considered a failure? We're going to talk about that. Um, are the Boston Celtics in a state of flux? And who is to blame right now for everything that's going on in Boston? Um, because they blew a 28-point lead to a bad, bad L.A. Clipper team. Um, we're going to talk about that. Uh, ben Simmons, again, wanting to get advice from from uh, Magic Johnson and work out with him in the summer from a big guard and whatnot. And Elton Brand, the GM, saying no. Is that right? I mean, is it considered tampering? We're going to get into that as well. Is it a problem? I have a lot to say about that. I'm sure you will too, Vinny, because, again, the NBA is your forte. So I'm sure you're going to have a lot. And then I want to talk about, which nobody really is, the Oklahoma City Thunder, winning nine out of their last ten games. Um, and who's more valuable to that team, Westbrook or Paul George? And I, I, th- I think Vinny I think and I, we know the answer to that. Well, I, I think we're going to – we're going to disagree with the, with this because you're going to say one and I'm going to say another, I think. But again, it's just my opinion. And then um, we're going to get into the NFL. We're going to talk about Kyler Murray fully declaring his passion and love to the NFL. He's going to be a full-time quarterback. We're going to get into that. And what does that mean now for the upcoming NFL draft? We're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns. They're signing Kareem Hunt. Yes, the same guy who beat up a woman not too long ago, we're going to get into that. And what does that mean for the league? Is it bad or good? And then if we have time, I'm going to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. A lot of his ex-teammates took shots at him. And they're wondering if he's going to be able to coexist with new head coach Matt LaFleur going forward. But let's get into it right now. And we saw over the weekend that the Philadelphia 76ers made huge, huge, huge strides to really win the East, if, if you want to ask me. Um, 
they they got Tobias Harris in a trade. Yeah, they gave up a little, but still they have they have guys off the bench that to, that could come in. Mike Scott, who who could start on a lot of other teams, and then Vinny, you and I totally forgot about this guy when we were talking about the 76ers on Thursday, Jonathan Simmons, who was a star for the Spurs. Got I traded. Say star, but he was good. He, he was, was a good role he player. He got he got a he got a high lucrative contract. And now it's Orlando based Magic. off of his. You and know. now he played over the weekend, and he looked great against the L.A. Lakers. And 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 that's what I really want to talk about first. I really want to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers because again, and I stated it to you before, I firmly believe now the Philadelphia 76ers are favorites to win the East. And to be honest with you. I don't even think it's going to be if they keep playing like this because you don't know on on any given night those five stars they could give you twenty five plus points. JJ Redick first game the Tobias Harris played thirty one points. Tobias Harris next game, uh, Joel Embiid 30, 37 points. Tobias Harris twenty two points. You know, like on any given night you don't know who can go off for the Philadelphia 76ers. Their next game. Uh, Jimmy Butler could score 35 and points. And they scored like 140? They scored 146 points against the L.A. Lakers. Uh, I Granted, granted, the L.A. Lakers don't play a lick of D, okay? I get that. They don't play a lick of D. But you still scored 143 points That's against impressive. them. 143. I mean, this is, this is arguably probably the best starting five besides the Warriors. In the East. Oh, yeah. Oh, out, out of all the I basketball? Mean, absolutely. Absolutely, there there is. They got the shooter in Redick, and they got Simmons. They got, I mean, Butler, Tobias Harris, and Embiid. I mean, that's that's a stacked lineup, right there. And I would put that number two. I would probably put that number two. I uh, you have to, yeah, you you have to because you look at this team. This team could fight the Golden State Warriors for a title. They have stars one through five, just like the Golden State Warriors do one through five. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors stars are a little better. But Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, who is so underrated and finally getting well, the get crazy. And finally getting the recognition he deserves. On, the Warriors would still crush them in five. I don't think they would crush them in five the least bit. And we oh, could argue yeah. about that well, another day. <laughs> another day. I don't, I don't I'm still not convinced that they're gonna come out of the East. I know, yeah, because you're still high on the Boston uh, Celtics and oh, I'm not, and, and and the Milwaukee Bucks, which we are gonna speak well, about. Toronto. Oh, I thought you were really high in the Milwaukee Bucks. You know I Bucks. was Toronto guy all year. But, yeah. no, yeah, I think all those three teams, have, I think all four of them have um, – I, I wouldn't put them that far above each other as far as who's one, who's four. I think, you know, there is very small um, between one through four in the East right now. So I wouldn't be shocked if any of those teams made the NBA Finals. I just don't trust – I think – there's a lot of young players on the Sixers. I think I, I I I don't know. I just don't fully trust them yet, which is why I don't fully trust Milwaukee yet, because it's their first year of doing it. Uh, they haven't even made, got out of the first round yet. So let me see that first. Uh, let's do the baby steps. To me, I think that's why I think Toronto. You know, adding Kawhi. You know, instead of DeRozan, I think that's the, the big push over. And, and I, I think Gasol's a under the radar type of move. 
I know some people aren't as high on it as others, but you well, know, he, I thought well, that was a good he's move. A, he, he's a plays both sides of the ball. He plays defense mm-hmm. and offense. You have to like DeMarcus Saul move. Even, even though he's a little slower now, he's getting on the other side of 30. But he's, he's still going to be a big-time player and factor, especially if they play the Philadelphia 76ers in, in uh, the semifinals of the East or whatnot. You know, they could easily play each other. And, you know, they could – they could almost ex- cancel each other out and X each other out between Joel Embiid and Marcus Saul if Marcus Saul shuts down Joel Embiid. But again, you can't you can't stop star-studded players. You just have to hope to contain star uh, star players. You have, you want to keep Joel Embiid under his average. You want to keep Tobias Harris under his average and whatnot. But again, this Philadelphia 76ers team, I think, won the entire trade deadline. They added arguably. A guy that has been so underrated and not getting the recognition he deserves, and he's finally getting it. He should have made the all-star team from the Western Conference, if you want me to be honest with you, in Tobias Harris. I think he's been a fantastic player going forward, and I think he's going to fit right in there. Right well, in there. He's fit right in already. Uh, but that's what I mean. He's, like He fit in done. after the first game against the Denver Nuggets, who are, who are what are they, number two in the, in the West right now? The mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets, two or three in the West right now? So you go and beat the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, you were home, and then you go and beat the L.A. Lakers by 20 points at home over the weekend. And this team, I I, I can say right now, they keep playing like this. There's nobody that's going to beat them in the East. I'm sorry. The Milwaukee Bucks and Mike Budenholzer, which was the biggest move the Bucks could have made in the offseason, but they haven't gotten out of the first round like you said. That's why you're not really sold on them just yet. Um, I'm not sold on them just yet either, and I, I, I said that the last time. But you look at the Toronto Raptors. I think the Toronto Raptors right now are going to finish. Uh, I think they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals against these Philadelphia 76ers. And I just think the Philadelphia 76ers from top to bottom are going to be too strong for the Toronto Raptors when it's all said and done. But this this team, adding Tobias Harris, and now – Mike Scott coming off the bench, adding Jonathan Simmons coming off the bench with along these other guys that come off the bench. This team from top to bottom is a very, very good team. I think it just goes to show like this year compared to other the past couple years, it's going to be actually fun to watch the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Especially in the East. In the East. Because there are – Oh, even the West. The West will be fun too. Yeah, and there are so many good – you know, teams, and especially if this is the final four, how we think it's going to be the top four. Teams. I, ho- I pray and hope every I mean, single night. Those are going to be great matchups, and and you look at it in the West. I think it's I think it's clearly clearly there's you know the Golden State Warriors, and then it's everyone else. Uh, you know, two, three, four. I think OKC is probably the second best team, with you know Houston not far behind. So I think those are the top three that you'll see in the West. But I mean, this is going to be a compelling playoff. Come you know May and June, and this is something that we haven't had in the NBA for the past couple of years. Yeah, uh, you're <laughs> you're 100 right, and I I don't know about the rankings. What like you just said on who you have second and third or whatever. I mean, this playoff in the East it could be a very very good playoff, and it's gonna it's gonna be good for TV ratings. That's for sure. It's gonna be good for the NBA, but the teams have to get there because right now the Boston Celtics are fifth. They're not even in the top four. If if the season ended right now, I think they play 
Uh, now, are you a believer in the Nuggets? Or are you? I am a believer in the Nuggets because let me tell you this right now. That Denver Nuggets team, with all the injuries they've had and whatnot. Now, they, they lost three they in a row. They don't belong to be right now where they are. And you have to give their head coach a lot of credit right now for the Denver Nuggets where they sit. They've had so many injuries from Jamal Murray missing games. Isaiah Thomas hasn't played a lick yet. Uh, Porter Jr. hasn't played, is not playing this season at all. Uh, they, they've had a lot of injuries on their home front. And to be honest with you, they shouldn't be where they are. And the fact that they are where they are right now with a bunch of guys, Gary Harris hasn't even played that much this season because of injury. The fact that they are right there, just imagine if this team gets healthy. This Denver Nugget team getting healthy, forget about it. And one thing about that Denver Nugget team is they share the ball better than anybody I've seen. Well, you have Jokic, and he's just who's uh, a w- he gets ten assists a night. I mean, uh, at the center position. Yep. You can't. I mean, that that's something you don't see too often. I mean, he's probably one of the better passers we've seen at Absolutely. center since what, like, Lottie Divax and Sabonis. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe right around I there. I mean, there. Are, to have that type of ability, I mean, he's all, what is he almost averaging almost seven assists a game? It's it's mind boggling when you think about it. And he was he was not a you know highly touted player in the draft. He, what was was he second rounder or end of the first? I forget. I'll have to look it up. Who? Jokic. Jokic, I think was the end of the first, but I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But yeah, the, but going back to the 76ers, because I don't want to talk about the rest of the NBA right now because I I have a bunch of stuff I want to say about the 76ers. If the past two games are any indication Second round. of the Philadelphia 76ers, then this might spell a lot of trouble for the Eastern Conference. And you have to give Bet- Brett Brown, the head coach of the 76ers, a lot of credit because it's tough to implement a new forward, which was Tobias Harris, and inserting him right into the starting lineup right away. But it's showing the NBA the potential of this loaded lineup dubbed the Fantastic Five, P-H-A-N-T-A-S-T-I-C. And, I mean, you look at it, 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 it's crazy. I mean, you look at it against the Denver Nuggets, the Fantastic Five, they were marvelous. They, uh, it was a tied game with 409 remaining, and Harris hit a shot, and they ended the game on a 14-7 run, which started off as a nail-biter, and then they ended up winning. But who do you give credit to? Do you give it to Brett Brown or do you give it to Elton Brand and the 76ers front office because they could have asked for a better better trade value in Tobias Harris. And it's crazy to even think that a journeyman like Tobias Harris who has bounced from five and teams young too. in the first seven years could make such a difference. But Tobias Harris has emerged as a bona fide star. In a league, I mean, this whole season he's been putting up twenty twenty points. No, I'm saying let's see if he stays oh, there after he stays this year. There after this season, he's yeah. a free agent. Because let's check this out: there are only nine guys in the NBA averaging more than twenty points per game with a true shooting percentage over sixty: James Harden, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Carl Anthony Towns, Kevin Durant, Buddy Heald, and Tobias Harris. And all those fellas, they're not journeymen like Tobias Harris. Like I said, Tobias Harris has played with five teams in the past seven years. This guy has been one of the best volume scorers in the league. And it, it's pretty crazy to even think of that. He had a he has impressive shot charts and elite shooting stats that are only part of the part of the story. You dive deeper into the fit between the Philadelphia 76ers and Tobias Harris, 
it may reveal a few challenges, but this team seems like they are destined for each other. So you look at Tobias Harris, how he's thriving, and all that st- and all that stuff. Who do you give credit to in this? Do you give it to? I'm going to ask you, Vinny, for this Tobias Harris trade and whatnot, and how well he's playing and implementing himself within. Who do you give credit to, Elton Brand or Brett Brown? Elton, well, Elton Brand's the one who made the trade, so you mm-hmm. got to give it to him. I mean, he's done well so far as the GM. I know he hasn't been here long, but he's made some good trades, and he's putting them in position to win now. That's what they wanted. I mean, they've tanked all those years going leading up to this, and they're finally you know, playing for the now, and Elton Brand's putting them in position to try to go for that Eastern Conference and, and make the NBA Finals, and you're, you're in a four, four-legged horse race, if you're asking me. And, you know, they they have just as good of a shot as any of the other three. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy to even think. And, again, I, 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 I looked up that stat that he's played on five teams in seven years. And that's pretty remarkable. He really is considered a journeyman going forward. Tobias Harris has put Philly at ease by the way he's been playing the last two games. You look in his first game against the Denver Nuggets. Like I said, he had a big-time floater with the score tied with four minutes left to go, and he ended up with 14 and eight boards. The next game against the LA Lakers, he had 22. But what gets me about the 76ers is they don't really thrive from the three-point arc, which is shocking. Um, Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid combined for just 2.43s per game and shoot 33% from downtown as a trio. But together... J.J. Redick and Tobias Harris can change that perimeter game, and it brings spacing to the floor. You're looking at Tobias Harris, who is six foot nine, okay, that could take out guys and take them off the dribble, that could shoot the basketball, that could give spacing to guys to go one on one, like Joel Embiid, who likes to take guys out from the top of the perimeter, top of the key, and take them down low. It it, it changes everything. Um. Tobias Harris is making an impressive 41.7% of his catch-and-shoot threes this season. 41.7. He's, he's done really well from the three-point line this year, like you said. It, what it, 41.7. 41 for the year. Yeah, but but he shoot 41.7 from catch-and-shoot threes this season, which is basically spot-up threes. And that's what uh, a major thing that the Sixers lacked. I mean, besides Redick, they didn't really have shooting. They needed more shooting, and and when you bring in someone like Harris, that that's a really good move as far as – you know, spreading the offense out and spreading and, the floor, and you know, getting th- more three pointers and with a good percentage. Yeah, it l- listen, it it really does, and I I I think Brett Brown should really pay attention to this and exploit that for for the Philadelphia 76ers. And another thing that he needs to pay special attention to is obviously some numbers is his corner numbers, his corner threes. Among 86 players who have tried at least 50 corner threes this season. Tobias Harris ranks second in efficiency from the corner three point from the three point shot. He has knocked down an incredible fifty two point nine percent of his corner threes, um, second only to Steph Curry, which arguably Steph Curry might be the greatest shooter in NBA history. Okay, and to be only second behind him at six foot nine in the corner, I mean, you look at it. Th- this is one reason this Harris acquisition represents a matchup nightmare. Opponents not only have to keep defenders close to him on the perimeter, but they have a they have to keep a skilled defender close to him 
because Tobias Harris, yes, he's essentially taking uh, Wilson Chandler's spot that he he had for the whole season, but Tobias Harris could take guys off the dribble too and get to the rim. He dunked on Javal McGee yesterday. I don't know if you watched the game. I watched the full game yesterday, and he was outstanding yesterday for them, along with Kyle Kuzma, and we're going to talk about the Lakers a little later, but... Could it be you have a little man crush on Tobias? I, listen, listen, listen. You're talking about a guy who's actually <laughs> been out with Tobias Harris and actually hung out with him at Flynn's over in Patchogue. I've actually hung out with him. And one, he's the nicest, most down-to-earth dude. He doesn't let fame or anything get to him, which is unbelievable. But this guy is such a game-changer. And this guy has all the talent in the world. He hasn't even reached his ceiling yet. For someone who's so young, he's just going to continue to get better. And... He fits perfectly with this Philadelphia 76ers team, which I love for him. I, I really do. I think it's perfect for him. And I, I, I think this is going to be where if they do play the Phil, uh, Boston Celtics, it, it, it's, it's going to be a game because the Boston Celtics, uh, you look well, at it. The Boston Celtics are unraveling right now. Yeah, but you, look at, but you look at it. The Boston Celtics like to put Kyrie Irving on the worst def, uh, worst. Uh, you want to say offensive player so they could hide Kyrie and whatnot. You're not going to be able to do that now with this Philadelphia 76ers. And if you put Kyrie Irving on Tobias Harris, he can't handle Tobias Harris. That's going to be for Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. And someone who, like I said, he's six foot nine, two thirty five. He's too big and too skilled, and he's too dynamic for for that. the The arrival of Harris eliminates all hiding places for weak defenders. And the Celtics have one of the best defenses in the league, but now with Harris on board, the Celtics, the Sixers can now hunt mismatches, which that's what the NBA is, game of mismatches, and target weak spots going forward, like Irving and Gordon Hayward, because Gordon Hayward looks like a shadow of himself since his injury, oh. and he needs to get better, That that's for sure. So this is a fantastic five, and... Probably, J.J. Redick might be the easiest guy to defend because he just comes off picks and whatnot. But he's terrifying, and he's constantly running around, bouncing off screens and turning minor defensive lapses into jump shooting opportunities. And he's one of the best three-point shooting guys in the NBA right now, you could say. Am I right? You you, you like J.J. Redick, Redick oh, shoot, he's, shooting he's, the rock. Especially this year, he's on a roll. Yeah, he, as he's, far as shooting, he's, he's shooting out. unbelievable. Right there, so that's someone you need on on a championship team. I think he's 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 just grown so much as a player. Like absolutely, from, from, his, year, from the beginning yep. of the from the beginning of his rookie year. Yep. To and I to hate now. JJ Redick, and I do. Well, he's well, a dookie, he's and a I dookie. hate him. I hate him. Well, there was a good Duke game uh, this past weekend. Did you watch it? I'm just I curious. I did. Oh, I did. I do. You have. Don't first of all. First off, take t take your tongue out of your mouth. I get I the just, block. I, oh my! Stop. Well, that was Stop. great. That was a Stop. great block. That's the only great thing he did all season, all, did, all game. I'm you, not getting into did that. Did you? Did you? No. That was amazing. That was a work of art. <laughs> That's athletic ability. And, Le and LeBron was there to see it. The and only two that, was, that were in there and that Rajon could probably Rondo. do that. Um, yes, I, I I watched that whole game, and I was actually going to text you throughout was, the game because. Do, don't say he was the best player on the floor. No, no. Don't say he was fantastic. RJ Barrett he played was. one of the worst RJ, games and, and that he's, he's had. And he still st was a stat stuffer. A stat stuffer? Yeah. Yeah, he because still had he 18 had, points. He still had eight turnovers. Well, he had a couple turnovers, yeah. He had eight turnovers. But we're, we're not getting into Zion Williamson because that's going to be a great debate this week. Hopefully it, it does happen. Maybe Thursday 
with uh with Speedy. But back to the Philadelphia 76ers, and I mean, there's not one person on this 76er team who should not be any happier than Joel Embiid and his new front court mate and the threat of his jump shooting ability because Embiid not only remains the most valuable player on this team, he's been looking like the biggest uh, the most valuable big man on the planet. Sorry, Anthony Davis, but Joel Embiid might be the best two-way big in the league right now with the way he's playing, and there are numbers to prove it, and I, I really don't want to get into that, but after the massive trades, I'm reading it right here, Embiid is far and away the 76ers' most dominant scorer. Only one 76er is averaging more than 21 points per game, and it's Embiid. His 27 points per game is unheard of for a center in the time of space and small ball, which the NBA is becoming. The last center to hit that number was Shaquille O'Neal more than 15 years ago. 15 years ago. So you look at this Philadelphia 76er team. It, it, this team is going to be a team to reckon with going forward. Uh, in, I know that in, you're, in the they're East. your favorites, they, right? They, they are my favorites. I said it after the Tobias Harris trade because I just think he's such a big-time component and key component for the Philadelphia 76ers now that and he's an NBA all-star caliber type player. The 76ers, in my eyes, are the East favorites with the way everything is going. I even think that they're going to beat everybody by five or less games right now. If, if, oh, if, yeah. if, if they had to play... The the boy uh the Boston Celtics in the second round I think they would win in five, I think they would win in four games to one especially with the way Boston's playing, I think they I honestly think that's they not giving enough credit uh -huh. to um Brad Stevens and you don't think that well he we're going to talk about the Boston Celtics I have a lot to say about them right now because they they're missing one big thing in that Boston Celtic locker room and and we're going to get into that but you know what. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back from break, I want to talk a little bit about Ben Simmons and his comments and Magic Johnson and his comments. Is it tampering? Is it not tampering? We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your host, Maddie Cash. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here. It's a sports on the go. I'm just kidding. Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We finally did it. You finally did it. We finally did oh, it. Oh man. I I would have said a, I would have <coughs> said a week too. So It's been over a week. It's been uh, two this, weeks. Is the this is the de uh, exactly a week, isn't it? No, oh, it's two, two weeks. Wow, it went quick. Yeah. It really did. Damn. Well, I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Yep. <laughs> yep. I couldn't believe it. And <laughs> and you're staring at it, too. No, I wasn't even staring at it. That's why I said it. I messed up, and I'm not. Uh, at least you corrected yourself right away. You didn't, yeah. you didn't, you know, hesitate. No, no, I made a mistake. It, it's going to be a little bit to get used to. I thought I was good and out, but obviously I still make stupid <laughs> mistakes. But let's get into it right now. I still want to talk within the Philadelphia 76ers and Vinny I, I'm curious with you with everything that Ben Simmons has been saying obviously about wanting to work out with Magic Johnson and wanting to get tutelage and advice from a big guard what do you think that with uh, Elton Brand saying no do you think this is good or bad I, for I mean, Ben Simmons or like what What do I'm you think about the whole situation? I'm just not surprised from, um, 
what happens because, you know, Ben Simmons could want all he wants. The situation is Magic Johnson is a part of the Lakers right now. He's he's a part of the Lakers front office. So technically, I mean, that's that's the NBA rule tampering and and, you know, then you would have to get permission from the Sixers. And, you know, I don't blame Elm Brand if. But do you think it's tampering, even though like Magic Johnson didn't make any approach to Ben Simmons? None whatsoever. No, no, ben I get Simmons it. And I get is the one that spoke. And I get Ben Simmons just wants to, you know, <coughs> pick pick Magic Johnson's brain a little of bit. Course. And, you know, you know, someone that's similar attributes to him. But, you know, in this day and age it's just it's just not gonna happen. I, I was I was not surprised at all that, you know, Elm Brand said no right away. It's just it's just one of those things. It would have been obviously different if, you know, Magic Johnson wasn't a part of the Lakers front office. But Right now he is, and he's got he's ha- has obligations to the Lakers. Ben Simmons has obligations to the 76ers, and, and it has to stay that way. L- listen, I understand it has to stay you, that I'm, way. I'm assuming you have problems with it. I do have problems with it because you want to know what? In this day and age where every single player is friendly with every single player, it isn't like the 90s where everybody hated everybody. They wouldn't work out together. They wouldn't go on family vacations like they do now. Everybody is friends with everybody. If my best player, if my six foot nine point guard wants to go work out with Hall of Famer Magic Johnson, who, yes, is a GM for the L.A. Lakers. okay, and he wants to get advice from a big guard and work out with him, I will have no problem, especially because my point guard came out and said it. It's not like Magic Johnson said, I want to work out with this guy and get him better well, because that's be where ben you could Simmons. say it's it but but that instance if Magic Johnson came out and said it then you could say it's tampering and doing something along those lines but the fact is Magic Johnson had no idea about any of the words Ben Simmons has said until he heard it on the news okay Ben Simmons is the one that came out and but said this it. is not an, this is Magic Johnson's not a player he's in the front office so like to close your eyes and think about Ben Simmons working out with another someone someone else's front office that's that's just weird yeah uh, no matter what no matter who it is i know it's magic johnson i know he played in the nba and he's a hall of famer but i mean there's Six a foot line nine point guard there's a line to be drawn and and you just can't do that yeah but okay so you say that but then you could say it's almost the same thing by having lebron james and giannis at tunicupo work those are players working out but Magic Johnson was a former player. It's not like he's there to yeah, but he's, hinder him. But he's not a player anymore. I he's understand in a front that. Office I understand that. But of a team, yes, of, of almost not a rivalry, but yes, of a Western uh, Western Conference team in the L.A. Lakers. But Magic Johnson didn't reach out to Ben Simmons. That, that that's why I don't find this to be a big deal. Ben why Simmons would he, is the one. But why would he reach out to him? This is something no, no. all on Ben Simmons. What I'm saying, he's is, not the player anymore. What I'm saying is. If Magic Johnson reached out and say, "Head, say, hey, I want to work out with Ben Simmons. I want to take him to another potential, uh, to a greater level, and I feel like I could do that, knowing my tutelage and being the same kind of the same player." That's different. That's tampering. That's troublesome. But I have no problem with if my point guard wants to go work out with someone. I don't care if he's a GM, the president, or whatever. As long as there's no tampering going on. Yeah, and would you have a problem with just, you know, during free agency, whenever Ben Simmons is there, he, he magically signs with the Lakers? Then you would have a problem. 
well, I would have a problem. Then I would want to get the NBA involved because I'd want to know what was said during those workouts. Because then, obviously, there was well, there was just don't have the workouts involved. to begin with. That's what the NBA is trying to do, and they're just saying, you know, and, and Elm Brand, do you, would you blame Elm Brand if you're Elm Brand? Would you no, want because this is his prize guy. Him and Joel Embiid is the prize of and the pride of the Philadelphia 76ers because they don't know if Tobias Harris is going to stay. They don't know if Jimmy Butler is going to stay in a Philadelphia 76 uniform. But, I mean, you look at it. I, I, I don't know. It, it's just the way I am. Like, I, I, I feel like it's no problem if he wants to work out with him or get advice from him from a bigger guard. Unless there's tampering involved. If there's tampering involved, then, yes, I have a huge problem. But there can't be any of the sort or any of the recruiting going forward because you know what then? Because the NBA wants to stop with the tampering and the recruiting stuff with all these players. Tell the players they're not allowed to work out with friends anymore. Have them work out one on one or with their private well, guys. I don't think you're ever gonna get rid of that. I mean, I, but that's my point. You're, you're you're never gonna get rid of that, ever. Players work out with players, and, and they're all good friends. They all travel together. They all go on vacations together, and this nobody hates each other in the NBA. Maybe a select few hate each other, but I listen again. This is just my opinion. I don't see this being a big deal. If he wants to go work out with Magic Johnson, let him go work out. But with you Magic answered. Johnson. But you answered my question when I said, if you were Ellen Brand, would you not want this? And you said no. So you would have a problem. No, no, no. You, you're, you're misconstruing. Did you say you're, that? You're, you're Didn't you say that? No. If if I was Elton Brand, would I have a problem with Ben Simmons working out with Magic Johnson? It's not even working and, out. And He's just wanting to talk to him and about you know, advice from a bigger guard. From a championship. And again, what I stated to you was that as long as there's no tampering or recruiting, I would be okay with it. But once it hits that level, the one that becomes tampering. Yeah, but you're not going to know I'm unless not, you're in on the meeting with but, them. But but again. <laughs> Again, I I would something would have to be done in that instance to know that none of that's taking action or taking course going forward. If there's no tampering, if there's no recruiting, hey, come to LA or whatever, and this is strictly basketball about how to be the best point guard I could be at six foot nine, then I want my I I'd want my point guard w talking to a Hall of Famer if it's just about basketball. I, mean, I understand he wants to talk to Magic, but you know you should just. Use some advice and, you know, hello, work on your jump shot a little. Maybe maybe that'll help you out. Newsflash, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't one ounce gotten better with jump shots or anything like that. I mean, has he has he tried? Has he tried in the summer? Is he, is he working on his jump shot? Uh, stats would tell you, he, no, he hasn't. I so, mean, I, I understand that, but he wa he wants to be better, and if he wants to if learn, he wants to be better. Work on his jump shot, and uh, he'll be uh, a really uh, good player. Or you could say, get get me, uh, uh, get me a a guy from the history of the Philadelphia 76ers who is close to emulating Magic Johnson. Not not my fault. You guys don't have that in their history, and they do. If I listen, I'm the type of person that will have no problem if they want to go work out with the best in their position. And Magic Johnson, you arguably could be on the Mount Rushmore of of uh, NBA basketball, okay? He could arguably be on the Mount Rushmore. If my point guard, who is six foot nine, six foot ten, wants to go out and work out with and get advice from another six foot nine or six foot ten uh, NBA guy, uh, point guard and Hall of Famer Magic Johnson, as long as there's but no tampering or recruiting, I would be okay but with it. You got to see where they're coming from, and it being uneasy that a f so someone of his stature. In the front office of a team, 
You, it's I not, understand. It's not just a normal Hall of Famer who's you know not affiliated with any team. It is Magic Johnson who is running, basically running the Lakers. So this is a bigger, you're, it's a bigger deal than you're making it out to be. As far as oh, let's just let's just see if we can uh, talk to him and have a meeting and and you know pick his brain a little on being you know a a big point guard basically, and you know obviously Magic said you know you know you need to authorize him to be okay for the by the league be okay by the 76ers obviously Ellen Brand quickly said no so we move on uh you know it was a nice try it's just something where this is the day and age right now of the NBA where that's not okay <laughs> that's not that was never going to be okay he's a part of the Lakers front office and that's that mo- nice try move on I, I know, know I know you don't agree with it it's agree to disagree on this but if I'm Ellen Brand, I don't, I would have said the same exact thing. Yeah, I, and listen, every GM would probably would have said the same exact thing because they all have in the back of their mind that there'll be some sort of tampering or something along the lines. Yeah, you just and, don't want to put him in that situation. I mean, I understand that you think that'll make him a better player, but it's not worth it. I don't think it's worth it. You know what? Work like I said, work on your jump shot. Get get someone who who who. who you know, you can learn from with the jump shots instead of Magic Johnson. How about that? And then that'll increase your game even more. So why don't you get a shooting coach or something and work on that before you need to talk to Magic Johnson? I think that's 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 option number w- one and more vital to his game being more s- successful. I mean, what is he, over 12 for this year for threes or 14? <coughs> so, something ridiculous like that. Not that he takes that much. I saw he tried to take one or two jumpers uh, yesterday, and uh, his three almost went in. His three-point shot almost went in. Almost, he, almost, he, almost. He's he's come out and said that he's going to be taking more shots from the perimeter going yeah, forward. But, but you see how they and play yeah, him. They don't. Yeah. Lebron, well, Le- was, LeBron was, was guarding him all the way inside in the paint, inside, inside the paint, daring him to do, do the running, ju- the running, uh, you know, Run, teardrop. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you're a hundred. Listen, you're taking all the words. Right out of out of my mouth. Ben Simmons does need to work on his jump shooting. That's a hundred percent true, and that's not even a question. Okay. And you saw the way LeBron James was defending him. He was inside the paint every single time, daring him to beat him on his jump shooting and and his teardrops and his runners in the lane that they weren't falling, and he didn't shoot that well in in the beginning at least. Okay. Ben Simmons is something that we have never seen before. We, I mean, don't get me wrong. He is like Magic Johnson, but you and I never seen Magic Johnson play, or do we remember? Yeah, but do you actually remember watching him when play? When he came back. You, you saw him at the end of his career. I saw him. You saw him at the end of his career. Early on, too. Um, early 90s, 93. The end of his career. You know? He hasn't played in the league in 20-plus years. All right? I mean... How do you remember Magic Johnson really playing? No, yeah, I doubt. I remember. I remember vividly. I taped his uh, his first game back from after he had HIV. I remember that that game. Uh, and he somehow doesn't have AIDS anymore. It's crazy. And so, but I remember that game. I I remember staying up watching until halftime, and then, um, you know, I taped it, and uh, that was a uh, that was a definitely a memorable game for me. So I do vividly remember that, and that was his last season. What was it, 96, 95, something like 95, that? 95, I think, I so, want to say. You know, I, I vividly remember that. 
you know, not er, not so much early on in the 80s, but I did get to see him a little. Yeah. Well, that's a uh, I'm a little older than you, so like three two years. years, two, three years, whatever. I, I mean, I just don't remember anything from Magic Johnson except highlight videos and and all that all that stuff. So it, it, it's really tough to say if anything. But Vinny and I both have different opinions on the tampering and the Ben Simmons and whatnot. And, and I understand where he's coming from. And I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from again, because I want my point guard working out with the best. As long as there's no tampering or recruiting, it should be fair game. It should be fair game, and that's just my opinion. But stepping away from the Philadelphia 76ers now, I want to talk about, before we go to break, Celtics. I want to talk about the Boston Celtics. And, Vinny, this is one, was one of your favorites. I know you're a Raptors guy, and I understand that, but everyone for the past two years have been talking about the Boston Celtics and all this stuff they have and all these assets they have going forward and what they could do and whatnot. You look at them right now, to me, it seems like they're in a little bit of a state of flux going forward. You've got to wonder if this is kind of <coughs> like their peak. This is their peak. You know, they, they won't win a championship like this. And, you know, they're going to have some decisions in the summer. And, you know, obviously Kyrie's going to have his decision whether he's going to stay or go. They're going to have to make the decision on if they want to trade for Anthony Davis and if they're willing to gamble that he's going to stay there, um, I think that would be foolish on Danny Ainge. But I think he doesn't care, and I think he's blinded by you know once you get him to Boston, he'll stay. But you know, they're in a little bit of you know after winning like ten of twelve, now they're they you know they had that loss to the Celtics. Well, uh, I mean to the Lakers. But they, yeah, and then they winning shot. And then they and blew they, the twenty-eight point game. When you lead. lose, when you blow a twenty-eight point lead in the NBA, one that's bad, okay, to begin with. But two, you blew it to the L.A. Clippers, who just sold, traded their best player in Tobias Harris. And, and they're Harris. home. And you were at home, and you lose by, you 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 lost by a couple points and whatnot, but. You can't no, you blow. lose by eleven. <laughs> they so lost by eleven, so that was a thirty-nine point swing, almost forty-point swing. So you lost. Oh my God, one twenty-three to one twelve, and you're up by twenty-eight points at one time. How do you let that happen? Now, Vinny, I, I I sit back and I think about the Boston Celtics and how they're supposed to be, or what where they're supposed to be in right now. And can you be in agreement with me? Do you think they're in a state of flux right now and that and, and there's a problem going on? Especially uh, did you hear Marcus Morris's comments about the oh yeah. Boston Celtics about how it's not fun and all these other teams and, and are that, up and, and everything and we're not alarming. doing it? That should that's be alarming. Very, very alarming. It's just going like, forward. It just seems like there's a lot of good pieces here, but n maybe not all of them kind of mesh well. Like Gordon Hayward right now is, you know, on a, a max contract and he's not you know, granted he had an injury, but he's not playing up to his capabilities. Absolutely you, you, not. Want, you wonder if, you know, he's just, you know, doesn't mesh well with this type of team. And, you know, I know he, that was his coach in Butler, but this is this is different times this now. This is the NBA. This is and, different. And, you know, you got to wonder if he was better off in Utah and, and, you know, staying there compared to here where it just doesn't – it's just – you always get that uneasiness with Gordon Hayward when he's on the floor. He's just – I don't know. You don't know if he fits. Uh, well, we know. To, uh, and then Gordon you got Hayward Jason Tatum. Fit. They drafted Jason Tatum. So. Who it looks like he hasn't even improved this season. If you look at it, I I I thought I would see a much more improvement 
Jason Tatum lo- looks like he's staying stagnant, that he's staying right along the line. He he improved his rookie season, and once he hit a hit, hit a hit a certain spot, he just been dancing along that straight line. Well, I mean, all his stats are 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 <laughs> up. I mean, he went from thirteen point nine points, now he's sixteen point four. No, no, I understand, but you look at the eye Assists test. Assists are I, up. I don't, um, rebounds you, are up. Wouldn't you feel that you would expect to see more coming from him? I'm curious on your He opinion. doesn't need to be, you know, a 20-something point per game scorer in, in, on this team. I think he does. I think he absolutely does. But I, I also think that he's not at that point yet in his career. He's but only I tw- think he he's needs only, to. He's only 20 years old. I know. So, I, w- I know. So I think in three or four years, he's going to be that player. Now, but do the Celtics have that kind of wiggle room where they could do that? Or well, they gonna, if they want Anthony Davis, they're going to have to well use they him. Gonna, I was just about to say, but because if they want to trade a, for Anthony Davis, there's a gamble you know there. the Pelicans are asking for Jason Tatum. But in all seriousness, what it comes down to is you need Kyrie Irving healthy. You're not going to win a championship you know, the way they played last year. Obviously, as you saw, they got made it to the conference finals, but you need that superstar. I mean, Kyrie Irving's a superstar, mm-hmm. and he's a big he's a big time player, especially down down in the clutch. He's a clutch player. He uh, finishes games, that's he's for a, sure. He's oh, a finisher. He's definitely a game finisher, and you need those type of players in the playoffs. So they need him healthy, first and foremost, if they want to make a run this year. And, you know, they're going up against these other teams, and whether or not they can make it that far all depends to me on Kyrie Irving's health. Uh, and you already see whether or not you want to sign someone like Kyrie Irving because he has a lot of injury history. So if you're the Knicks or if you're the Lakers, you gotta put you gotta take that into consideration. Well, you already think he's gonna be a Nick. You, uh, I do. I was gonna say, don't don't change do. your tone now. You think he's gonna be a Nick? I do. But I mean, that's something that the Knicks have to do. That's they're gonna, you know, whether or not he's injury prone or not. That's something they're. So let me ask you this: What are the biggest issues the Boston Celtics face right now? Because I I have one word, that is their biggest issue. And I'm gonna cohesiveness number one. I mean, leadership. Yeah. Leadership, 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 is their biggest problem right now in that Boston Celtics locker room, especially after that Marcus Morris comment and everything he said. There's one thing that the Boston Celtics are lacking, and that is leadership. There is no leadership. Brad Stevens is barely older than me, number one. No, I'm just kidding. He's he's in his 40s and whatnot, right? He's 41 or 42? he's in his 30s. No. I think he was 39 when he first got the job. Look up Brad Stevens right now. I'm pretty sure he's in his 40s. I may be wrong. I think he's 42. And I think he looks looks really good for 42, but I, 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 I may be wrong. He's 42. He is 42. Yeah. So I was right. I'm going to pat myself on the shoulder because I was just taking the gamble. Nice there. guess. But um, Brad Stevens is 42 years old. He's still very young compared to the Popoviches and Brett Browns of the league and whatnot. Um, they have no leadership. And once you don't have that leadership in that locker room, everything goes out the windows. And, and you are able to see it by, by – uh, Marcus Morris's comments about how they're not having any fun about how all other teams are standing up, clapping, and getting with each other, and this team just doesn't do that. That is very, very alarming going forward. So you want to know the biggest issues that the Boston Celtics face going forward? Leadership. That is their biggest issue going forward. They don't have the leadership. They don't have the leader to take them to the next level, and I have a gut feeling 
they're going to stay around this way the well, entire who you, season. Who do you want that leader to be? I don't know. I don't know. I would love to. I would love Kyrie? to see it be Kyrie Irving because I, I have a soft spot for point guards, and I think point guards should be leaders of the team, especially since they handle the ball the most, and they should know every in and out of the offense and all that stuff. So, I I have a soft spot for point guards. I think the point guard should be the leader of the team, but otherwise, I don't know who could be a leader on that team. Jalen Brown, no. Al Horford, no. Uh. Al Horford, no, because he's old, and I don't think he's that guy. Jason Tatum, too young. Um, Marcus Morris, definitely not. He doesn't play enough. Marcus Smart, no, he's too too much of a thug. Um, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was to be the only one. Gordon Haywood doesn't play enough. Maybe he could be that voice in the locker room, but it's tough. It's going to be tough for him. Kyrie Irving needs to be that guy. He needs to be that leader, and he just has never shown – that leadership quality, even when he was doing very well with the uh, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and whatnot. He has that killer instinct. He has that Mamba mentality, as people like to say from the Kobe Bryant. He, ha- he, could, he could kill you. He could beat you very quick, okay? I'm going to take nothing away. He's clutch. He finishes games, something LeBron James still doesn't know how to do, finish games, okay? But I don't know if he has that leadership skill going forward but um our last topic before we go to the break and get into the nfl Vinny, if the new york knicks fail to land kevin durant is it a failure is it a is it a failure no what um are you kidding it depends who they bring in okay scenario they don't get kevin durant they get clay thompson and uh kemba walker is it a failure no I'm uh, going to tell uh, you. Clay? I mean, Clay's no, a, uh, listen, a top I understand. echelon guy. I understand. I'm going to tell you this right now. Besides Kevin Durant, there, is, there is only one player that would make this not a failure for the New York Knicks. And he's not even talked about going to New York because we Kawhi? all know he's not going to New York. Kawhi Leonard. Any other guy they get and pair together, I think Clay. it's, it's a failure. Clay I hate to break good. it to you. I, I hate think to Clay pre- would be good, too. I'm not saying what he wouldn't Kyrie? be good. What you if it's need just Kyrie and you need that superstar player. Oh, I get it. And I, you and I, need it. And I think Durant's you made this move for the superstar player. If you don't get Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard in the summer, come July first, if you don't get either or, this move with Kristaps Porzingis is a failure, and there's no if, ends, or buts. It is a failure, failure, failure. You, you, you can't change my mind. You can't. Well, I know I can't change your mind, but, you know, I think riding the course, I think I think Do- Durant's going to be obviously the first domino to fall if, you know, they – I think he would be the first to sign, and then then you the, – the next dominoes will fall, maybe Kyrie or, you know, if they if they were interested in Kemba, someone like that, or if they, you know, they want to keep Dennis Smith and go for maybe a Jimmy Butler or some, something like that, I don't know. But I think Durant's the first domino to fall as far as the landscape of the NBA this summer. And, you know, Kawhi Leonard, I think I think maybe you'll get a meeting from him. But obviously, you know, his you're not even going to get a meeting from him. You're no, not even no, uh, I think I think they will. But, you know, just to see what you know, what they have to say. But, you know, obviously that he's obviously wants probably wants to go back to L.A. to the Clippers. I think it's, you know. 
whether or not he wants to stay in Toronto, I don't know. Do you think there's any chance he stays in Toronto? Uh, Kawhi Leonard, no. I think there's no shot. He stays no in shot. Zero percent. Zero percent. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Zero percent. I would even go negative numbers that there is zero. Let's say they make it to the NBA Finals. Zero percent. I. 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 He doesn't want to be in Toronto. He doesn't want to be there. I don't care what anybody well. says. You can't prove anything just like I can't prove anything but he doesn't want to be there. I we know he has his heart set I think, in LA. You know, by the moves they made, they're committed to winning and and building well, a team around well, him. Well, Usai Majori, whatever his name he's is, great. he needs to. He's a great GM, too. You think he's great? I think he sucks. No, he's a he's one he's probably one of the, you know, better GMs in the league. And you know, that's uh, that's one of the reasons why the Knicks were asking if they can, you know, talk I can, to him. I can name I can name ten better GMs than Usai Majori or whatever his name is. Just my opinion. I hate him. I I can't. What did stand he him. do? No, I he, just I just he completely built that that team from scratch to to what it is today. And they and they got rid of one of the most loyal guys in uh, DeRozan. Kyle Lowry's Kawhi not Leonard. Kawhi, uh, Kyle Lowry's listen, not happy. Listen, with that trade, you were never ma- winning the championship with that team. And he's you not had winning to the championship now. You because now what happens? What, what are you going to say? Ha- but but what are you, you going to say when Kawhi Leonard doesn't sign that? But do you ha- at least they made a sh- at least they gave it a shot? <laughs> and then you set your team year. back ten years. No, you didn't because the you're going to blow up never, everything. Yes, Danny Green's yes, not going to stay. You had to do it anyway. Danny Green's not. You're not. But you're winning, blowing up your team. But, for, but that's what that's that's the day and age of the NBA. You need a superstar. The Rosen's not a superstar. I'm sorry to break you, it to you. You need two superstars. And listen, I I sorry to break it to you. I know a better chance of winning with Kawhi Leonard than Demar Derozan. They have agree. Pre- they have pre- agree. How can how can you say agree when right now the numbers are so similar from last year to this year? It's it's basically the same same team. If you want me to be honest with you, and that's the numbers. So you're saying that they're a better and even team. last year's team might even have a better record. What does that have to at do? With, what is record that the, the 73 win team of the Warriors didn't win the championship, but the next two did. Be, but they had a worse record. What but does that we tell won't, you? we won't know anything until playoffs because they could lose in the first round. What do we but know? They are better off with Kawhi Leonard than Demar Derozan in the playoffs. Are you going to say that if they get trounced in the first round? <laughs> I think you're going to have not a. Going to get trounced in the first. But round. But I'm, I'm figuratively speaking. I'm giving you a scenario. If they get trounced in the first round, what are you going to say? And then especially when Kawhi Leonard's off, then the gamble, Danny Green is off. Then the gamble didn't. And work they're going to have to blow up. Then the gamble didn't work with Kawhi. But that doesn't mean that. You you were only gonna get to a certain level with Demar Derozan as your best player. So I would rather take that chance instead no, of starting no, over for ten plus years. Then you start over. Um, listen, but they're gonna set back. You want to win a championship, not be I a under- middling if two three if Kawhi seed Leonard and never was win. signing a contract, uh, an extension. I would have said okay, not a problem. But the fact is, the likelihood of him signing back in Toronto is slim to none. Number one. And you're going to have to blow up that entire team, and you're going to set the franchise back five to ten years. But that's probably the plan if, if all else fails. Well, it, it's not probably the plan. It has to be the plan if that's the case, if that's what you're going to do. Because you're you're going to lose everybody. Danny Green becomes a free agent as well in, in uh, this summer. So he's going to be asking for money too. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break again. I think it'll be a total failure if the New York Knicks do not get Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard, they need one or the other. If they get none of them, this trade has been a failure, and you will never be able to change my mind in that, regardless of whoever they get. Because the New York Knicks need a superstar, okay? And those are the only two superstars 
in this free agent market. But we are going to go to a quick break, and when we come back from break, we're going to step over to the NFL. I want to talk about Kyler Murray and his decision today going forward. So we're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show, and here's your host, Matty Cass. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the ooh, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. <laughs> that could have been two. Almost two. Two today. Almost two, but it wasn't two. I, I Thank probably God. jinxed you. Yeah, you did. You know what? I blame you for all this talk. Um, <laughs> you, you look at it right now. We're going to step over to the NFL. And, of course, there is a breaking story today in Kareem Hunt and ooh. Vinny. I'm curious on your opinion on this Kareem Hunt situation, and with the, with uh, who who signed him the the, the Bears the, the Browns the Browns the Cleveland Browns signing Kareem Hunt that's right I knew it was a B my apologies, um, with the Cleveland Browns signing Kareem Hunt, what do you think this means for the NFL as a whole? Do you think it loses their its integrity? Because now keep in mind. This is a really, really big deal in this day well, and age. Let me ask you this. Are you surprised about this? Absolutely surprised. You are. Absolutely I'm surprised. Not. I'm not surprised at all. I think it was going to happen soon. Um, you know, I didn't know exactly when, but this is a player that, you know, is in rehab or whatever for, you know, s stuff that, you know, he made a mistake on and no one's condoning what, what he did, but... This is a different situation than Ray Rice in that this was Ray Rice towards Ray Rice's end of his career. So, uh -huh. so well, was it the end of his career when it happened? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't. If this was, <coughs> if Ray Rice was in the same time of his career as Kareem Hunt, he would have he would have been signed too. Mm -hmm. So let's get that straight right now. That's this is all about talent and what you could do for me in the NFL. So. I know there's a lot of uproar on whether this is right or wrong, and y you're going to bring up Colin Kaepernick, too, and how he's blackballed from the NFL or supposedly blackballed from the NFL. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to go back to this Ray Rice comment because he stopped playing football in 2013. Take a guess how old he is right now. Uh, I he's don't know. 32. Now yeah, go back five years ago. But but He's he, at his prime but, when he, got, he, when he a, lost it. No, but he was already... As not as good of a player anymore as as you know Kareem Hunt is right now. Kareem Hunt is what low tw 23, 24, 24 years old, if that. That's totally different. That's five, six, seven years, and that's that's a different ball game. If Ray Rice could have helped a team, and if he was a starting uh, starting caliber running back still, he would have got another chance. The fact of the matter is he wasn't, and Kareem Hunt is. In his second year, this was his second year this year, so he still has a lot of football left and a lot of his prime left. This was something what that was going to happen sooner rather than later. This is not a surprise to me. He's going to get the suspension. The the Browns know that he's going to have a you know probably an eight game suspension I would say. So they're going to ride with that suspension, and then you know he's going to be splitting time with Nick Chubb. I mean, you look at it right now. Do you think that? This, but you just still didn't answer my question. Do you think that this is good or bad for the NFL, or do you think it lose the NFL loses its integrity going forward now? And because people 
are going to no, get laid I, off. I don't, I don't think it's bad for the NFL. I think players deserve second chances. I, I think, you know, they whatever he's doing right now, he's going to serve I his time. I firmly believe in second chances. I firmly believe in second chances. I do. I believe in it. And it's uh, the NFL is all about what you can do for me. If you have the talent, you're going to play again. And and Kareem Hunt has the but, talent. He's a young running so back. So you don't think He's this is bad for again. the NFL? You don't think it's bad for the NFL after what they've done and what they've said about domestic violence and all that stuff? Like, that's what I'm asking. There are going to be people that don't agree, that don't that think it's bad for the NFL. I think it's a it was a matter of time where he was going to get the job again. I don't think this is a surprise at all. You don't think it's a surprise? No. <laughs> this I, is not a surprise one bit. I think this is a big surprise, and the reason why I think it's a big surprise is because. With everything that's gone on in this world with domestic violence and with the NFL and everything, this is a really huge deal going forward. And I don't care how young he is or how many years he spent in the NFL, I didn't expect to see Kareem Hunt sign with another team. Ever? I'm not saying ever. I didn't expect it to happen this oh, quickly. It's 100% going to happen this year. Because yeah, but, but now you look at it. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, but he's going to serve a suspension. But we don't know what the suspension is It's going to be eight yet. games. You think it's going to be eight? He's yes. going to appeal it. It'll get down to six. No, it probably won't be. It'll probably, I think it's probably be, be eight games. I think it's going to be a year. I think the NFL is going to come down and really no, give it to him. Uh, Ray Rice was was how many how many games? I think Ray Rice was along it the was lines a, of that. It was like two games, and then like there was this uproar, and then they redid it, and I forget how many games it was, but it's going to be probably eight games, half the season. And then, you know, he's he's going to be able to get a second chance just like he should be. Uh, first off, I don't think this was as drastic as the Ray Rice incident. I, I could agree with that. The Ray Rice incident was the worst one. This is a couple seen. of drunk people yeah. arguing, arguing at first and then taking Don't get it to me wrong. Level. You shouldn't, you know, ever touch a girl. Ever. ever. Never lay a finger on a woman. Ever. But, I mean, Ray Rice was domestic abuse. That was, they were in a relationship, uh -huh. and he knocked her out. Oh, yeah. Totally different. Dragged her from the me. elevator. Absolutely. And, and you know what? I agree. I agree. But you look at it right now, They the, the Browns did sign Kareem Hunt, but the team really does not have an idea when it will see him in uniform because Kareem Hunt still remains on that commissioner's exempt list and faces a significant suspension for the shove and the kicking of that young woman in Cleveland. So you look at it, you don't know when you're going to see him in a uniform. I would I would almost bet you money, Vinny, that I bet you he doesn't play this season. I would bet that. You would bet that? You want to make a nice $100 oh, yeah. wager? Whatever you want. <laughs> I'll let you think about that, but uh, he's definitely not going to be out a year. I think he's going to be out a year. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't think the NFL is going to get sure, soft. I'm pretty sure they have already domestic abuse guidelines, and I think it's eight games. Yeah, but but you have to keep in mind he's still on that commissioner's exempt list, so no he may not get off this commissioner's exempt lift list the entire season and then have a, sub a suspension on top of it. That's the only reason why I think that Kareem Hunt won't be playing a game this NFL season is because of that. Uh, but that that's just my opinion. With that, I mean Kareem Hunt. I I firmly believe in second chances. From all chances. the insiders that I read on Twitter. It's eight games, <laughs> eight games, six games, eight games. Listen, that could be the actual suspension. I'm not saying it can't be the suspension. Well, that's what we're talking but about. No, no, we're talking about the commissioner's exempt list. He has to get off that list before he could get suspended. 
And you, we don't know when that's going to happen. No. So we you can't would, sit you back and say. That, you would figure that at, once you give the suspension out, you're off the exemption list and you're on the suspension. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it works like I that. I, I, think I it does. I, I don't. I don't think it works like that. I, I, am going to look right now, like wh what it is, and it, it, it's. I have it right in front of me right now, and the exempt list is a special player status available to clubs only in unusual circumstances. This list includes those players who have been declared by the commissioner to be temporarily exempt from counting within the active list limit. Only the commissioner has the authority to place a player on on uh, the exempt list, and clubs have no such authority and no exemption regardless of circumstances is automatic. The commissioner also has the authority to determine in advance whether a player's time on the exempt list will be uh, infinite or will continue or no will be finite or will continue until the commissioner deems the exemption should be lifted and the players return to the active list. So regardless, he could be on the exempt list for the first four or five games of the NFL season and then he's going to be suspended. So he could miss the four or five games on the exempt list. That won't count towards his suspension that he's going to get from the NFL. When you hear the players come out and say, we don't know when we're going to see him in a uniform, that has to alarm you a little bit going forward. I mean, good for them. And again, Vinny, you asked me, do I believe in second chances? I firmly, firmly, firmly believe in second chances, okay? I do believe. I think Ray Rice should have got a second chance. I Michael think Vick got a second chance. If Michael Vick got a second chance, Zeke, then Zeke was suspended. Wasn't he suspended for domestic abuse or not but domestic, but it was like. But uh, he wasn't on the exempt list, and that's why my tone is the way it is, is because it's on the commissioner's exempt list. Yeah, but he's he's doing everything possible, and, and Cleveland made a statement about everything, their decision based on uh, what they know, what they've talked to with Kareem Hunt, um, and you know he's in these these rehabs he's in um you know um anger management and and um alcohol all this stuff is going to be geared towards him returning sooner rather than later as far as being off this exempt list i think um you know he's genuine in you know he feel you know he regrets everything that he did and this is this is not going to carry on the whole season i believe i i mean listen you 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 could be right. It may not carry on the whole season. But I firmly, firmly believe with this exempt list and everything that goes on with it, I don't think he's getting off that exempt list until maybe a couple games into the season. I think I think they're really going to come down on him. They need to set an example with Kareem Hunt for, for the future and to show that if it does happen again and whatnot, like what's going to happen. I think, I think they're going to set an example with Kareem Hunt. I don't think he's going to play this season. I could be wrong, and like I said, like I said, whatever you want to bet, I we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll make a we hundred dollar wager, yeah, yeah, of course. But again, I, I, I just don't, I don't know, I, I, I just can't see it happening. But if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, Kareem Hunt has signed with the Cleveland Browns, and there's a lot of mixed, uh, not really mixed. I mean, a lot of people are not happy about this, but. I mean, it just fits it. I, I mean, the Cleveland Browns or the Dallas Cowboys fit fit for Kareem Hunt because those are the most two most dirtbaggish type teams in the NFL. Can you agree with me there? 
I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have a bunch of convicts that they let play. The Cleveland Browns, you could almost say the same thing. They, they, they're, a no, they're a nothing franchise at the moment, but they are, they're getting better. But, I mean, Kareem Hunt going there, what does that mean now for Nick Chubb? What does that mean for Nick Chubb? He's been fantastic. Yeah, which is for, why you, running, running you the question football for why them. they even need a Kareem Hunt. You would think someone who needed a more of a running back would <coughs> would make a move. Like what? What because, is their reasoning for that, though? That like that's my whole thinking. Like you, like Nick Chubb, he ran for nine hundred ninety six yards this past season as a rookie, four yards away from a thousand yard rusher as a rookie. He was fantastic this entire season. And that was him only starting like half the year. Yeah. Well, no. Well, starting half the year, he played all sixteen yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. But like he had, he had eight touchdowns. I mean. Him and Carlos Hyde have been fantastic for them. You know, like Car- Carlos Hyde had a good season too. Duke Johnson Jr. is still on that on that uh, on the, in in the backfield as well. Like, what are the Browns thinking by getting a guy of his caliber? Like, why 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 do that? Kareem Hunt is and, obviously and a superstar. Hunt's on a one year contract. He's obviously a superstar. I'm and, not taking anything away after, from Kareem Hunt. And after that, they, he's a restricted free agent. Don't forget that. So, so do you think so it's more about owning the, the Browns rights? control his rights after I was gonna next say, year. So do you think it's more about the rights and the controlling of the rights no, I think after this season? I think they think they can help. I don't team. think they think that he's going to play this season. I firmly believe I don't think the Browns think he's going to no, play this season. I don't believe that. I think it's for after the season. But don't get me wrong. That could change because if they get off the uh, exempt, if, if he gets off the exempt lift list before the season, I, I think he'll play, but I don't think he's going to be able to. I think Goodell is going to set an example with him for domestic violence abusers. That's I think he already made that with Ray Rice. He made that with Ray Rice. I just this think is, it's going to be totally, I, I, totally I, different. I, 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 don't, I don't know, but it looks it's like we have our snug. first caller of the day. He goes by the name of Snug the Cat. We know him as Snug the Cat. Snug, what's going on, buddy? Goodness. You sound so much better, bro. Thank you, thank you. I uh, I finally kicked it. I'm well, and I'm excited to call in. I apologize. I jumped onto the show late today. I was in a meeting uh, trying to figure some things out business-wise, but uh, I jumped on and I heard Vinny say something that he has drug and alcohol problems, and I'm sorry to hear that, Vinny. Um, Excuse me? Wait, who has drugs and alcohol problems? Uh, it sounded like Vinny had them. I no, just heard no. when what? I first jumped on. And so, I mean, if that's is that the, I just want to know if that's the cause or a symptom of a mushery. How did I guess you were leading towards that? I, I don't know. I just, anyway, I wish you nothing but the best, bro. It's never easy. Um, you maybe could join Kareem Hunt's, uh, Kareem Hunt's AA or something like that. <laughs> Get the cotton out of your ears, buddy. <laughs> I told you I was late to the show. I own that. I apologize. I'm sorry. I just misunderstood, I guess. <laughs> anyway, I think that you have to look at it from the Cleveland Browns' perspective because you're right. They are dirtbags just like the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are. They'll sign anybody. They don't care. So if you sign Kareem Hunt and he's really good, right, and Nick Chubb is really good too, maybe you're right before the draft. You, you don't care if people hate you. So trade Nick Chubb away and get something really good for him, right? Because I don't, I don't think that Kareem or that Nick Chubb is that much better or worse than Kareem Hunt. I think they'll both do similar sort of things. And uh, you, 
just you don't mind being hated, that's cool. Then you just found yourself an asset, right? You probably didn't have to pay a tremendous amount of money to get him. Yeah, I think it's only so like one million. Yeah, so business-wise, that's a great deal. But let me ask you this, Snug. With him being on the exempt list and all that stuff, with Roger Goodell's exempt list, do you think this is a good look for the NFL right now? Oh, well, see, that, that's the thing I think the NFL has to decide because they want to be really tough on crime but be really soft on crime at the same time. Because you're either in or out of the league, right? So if you're out of the league because you're busy beating women up, which is probably not a nice thing to do, then you, you can't sign a contract with the league. Go play in the AAF or, you know, the XFL or the Canadian Football League or wherever Johnny Manziel is or whatever. Touch football. Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of got to decide, right? You're either in or you're out. You can't be half pregnant and you can't be half a wife beater. Like, if you're doing these things and the NFL really wants to be firm and not approve it, then you got to – you can't let them sign contracts. But the NFL goes, you're out of the league, but, well, you know, if you wanted to sign a contract, I guess that could happen. <coughs> They've got to decide. And I know it's really hard for them because when really big stars do these things, you know Roger Goodell ages on the spot. It's nothing but a headache for him. But on the other hand, I mean, you got to put your money where your mouth is. And of the course. NFL is going to have to de- decide – the NFL's going to have to decide one way or the other, and I think public sentiment's going to tell them what the answer is. So, Listen, the, the, the public is going to be in uproar. I'm sure we're going to hear so many stories tomorrow on CBS Sports and SB Nation and all that stuff tomorrow throughout the news about the Kareem Hunt because, again, the story only broke a little while ago uh, going forward. But I think, I think the NFL, this isn't a good look for the NFL. I, I, I just don't think it's a good look. I think that the NFL wants this to be okay. They need to have more clarity to it, and they need to say, All "Well, right, they need the, to spo- the They need to speak. Roger Goodell needs to speak about this." Well, what I would say is, if they offered some sort of explanation to the public, okay, since Kareem Hunt got caught doing these things, he has been to X number of counseling sessions, and he's donated Y amount of money, and he's done and put a laundry list of things he's done to rehab himself and make himself a better person. That way, at least you have a compelling argument to say, this is why we're letting him back in. We believe in second chances. This guy made a mistake, and what he did was stupid and irresponsible, but he's been educated as to how serious of an issue this is and why this is unacceptable, and you know, we're willing to let him back in the league, acknowledging that he's put all this effort, time, money, et cetera, into not being that person anymore. And then the public has less of a reason to outroar. There'd still be some grumbling. That's going to happen. There but always is. There always is. And, I mean, he's beating up women. I mean, what, what is that? You can't do that. You know you can't do that, especially especially when you're you're famous and there's cameras everywhere. Assume everywhere. Assume always watching you. If you're a professional athlete, it don't matter where you are, there's a camera or something in your face or something watching you. I, but what well, I just I mean, don't understand is are they, are they going to trade Nick Chubb now going forward for the Cleveland Browns? I just don't understand. No, they, they, already, they signed him to a three-year – uh, three more years, I think. I don't think it's that. I think they just think that Kareem Hunt can help. They could be, uh, you know, a one-two punch. Well, they got a one-two-three punch then, so I guess they're, yeah. you know, maybe they're going to do the wishbone or something. <laughs> the wishbone. They're going to bring it back to the middle school and college days, the wishbone. They're going to run the 
triple option. So you think he plays next year? So do you? Yeah, exactly. Do you think he plays oh. next year at all, or do you think they, with yeah. the with the exempt list and the suspension and whatnot? Yeah, I think he does. You think he I does? Think I don't. The, I don't think that. I don't think they sign him if he's not going. To yeah, play. I don't, don't think so either. I think. You know, he's doing his anger and the alcohol management right now. You guys do done, realize this is all that, up to Roger Goodell. Yeah. If he doesn't take him off his list, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. But what, it, yeah. what it is is that, you know, he's going to show a certain amount of contrition. And the, the he's, Browns, I mean, I'll tell you how that goes. This is, what, this is what Goodell says. The club understands he'll go on the commissioner's exempt list at that point in time until the discipline process has concluded whether there's discipline or not discipline we will finish the investigation and then make a determination so i think once like there's all this anger management and and the alcohol stuff and then they'll probably meet with kareem hunt and go over all this stuff then i think they they give a suspension and i think it's from there on it's moved on i guess we'll just wait and see i think that what the you know You've got to envision how that scenario goes, right? And I see the Browns picking up the phone, calling the commissioner's go- office, going, hey, you know, reasonable expectation. The commissioner goes, eight to ten games or something like that. And the Browns then sit down and calculate it out and go, hmm, is it worth the risk? Either that or, B, the Browns have some sort of investigator on the scene or on the, on the you know, doing the research and find out that maybe it's not quite as bad as just the – the, you know, the five seconds of video we've all seen, maybe there's more story to it somewhere and that it's going to mitigate some of it. Maybe he only gets four games or six <coughs> games. And somehow that becomes more palatable. And the Browns feel like they have insider knowledge and it's worth acting on. But it's one of those two scenarios. Well, I definitely I don't think he's going to get four well, games. It's, I think reported, he's gonna get it's already eight. reported already from Ian Rapport that he, Hunt faces a baseline six-game suspension. So it's probably at least six. It's probably more likely I think it's going to be eight. So that's half the season, and then he comes back for the second half. That's some fresh legs in the second half if you're trying to make a playoff push. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Snug, I hate to let you go. I love hearing from you, but our show is just about over here on the East Coast. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. I, I look forward to it, and I just don't get to talk to Vinny often enough. So, Vinny, it's good to see, hear from you, bro. Snug, turn off your directional signal. I know, I'm yeah. Here. All we hear is your thing. Uh, wait, wait, what are you doing? I'm, I'm driving a, a car, and uh, most people do put their blinker on because it's good courtesy. I know you're from New York, and so that may not be required there, but in California, <laughs> people get really upset if you don't. Oh, my so. God. Snug, thanks for calling, bro. Have a good day, gentlemen. Always a pleasure, buddy. Well, that was Snug the Cat all the way from California. Avid listener, loves our show. All around great guy. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that's it our, that is it for our show here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, the third and long show. We will be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. It'll just be me, and I'll be going off on a bunch of different things tomorrow live here at Worldwide Sports well, almost. Radio Network. <laughs> Sports Radio Network.